for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at TNTradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, uh, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time. And we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from the MSM and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world. Go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. And more war news. Slovak Prime Minister Robert Fico says some NATO and EU member states are considering sending soldiers to Ukraine. Again, interesting the timing when uh, NYT, the, the Pentagon Times, the New York Times, dropped the story, I think, today, how the CIA, CIA for the past eight years has been building secret bases in Ukraine. Uh, and now you have the Prime Minister um, warning that uh, EU will be sending troops. Francis Macron has said sending troops to Ukraine cannot be ruled out. Uh, that was also mentioned today. He said there's no consensus at this stage to send troops on the ground, but nothing should be excluded. We'll do everything that we must so that Russia does not win, even blow up the planet. Okay, he didn't say that last part. But um, and, and just speaking of the EU, I got a, I saw a fantastic lecture last night. Uh, night about an hour long and i cut out a, a section where a polish mep says quote eu is no longer a peaceful organization it's an empire i've been saying that for months it's an empire wolfgang streck the uh, european um intellectuals specifically been saying that but the mep continues he said they're building an empire and the political mega plan behind it is to build europe from lisbon to vladivostok with neglect of the wishes and will of the people, we from Central Europe, Eastern Europe, we feel it by our skin. It is a communist inspiration project. We didn't rejoin Europe to fall back into the communist project. And I've mentioned before how in Croatia, many Croatians, we left communist Yugoslavia, became an independent republic for a couple of decades, and we were reintegrated into, into what some Croatians today call Europe. Slavia. It's basically like Yugo Slavia. Kyrgyzstan, uh, you got to love the Western press, which um, they write headlines such as critics warn clock ticking on efforts to stop Putin style crackdown on civil society in Kyrgyzstan. Let's completely forget that civil society sponsored by the West is um, guilty of illegally and undemocratically launching regime changes and coup, coup d'etats through civil society sponsored by the National Endowment for Democracy, USAID, Open Society, on and on it goes. And so all Kyrgyzstan is doing is, color as I call it, color revolution proofing their country. Uh, lawmakers basically, um, they pa they're uh, approving a second reading of a bill which wants to regulate the activities of, of NGOs. 
Um, and they say an NGO that receives funding from abroad will be classified as a foreign representative. That's how it should work. But the West says, oh, anti-democracy. They won't let us meddle with their democracy. That's tyranny. All right. Anyways, BRICS Alliance set to welcome 30 new members in 2024. Expansion. The BRICS train is moving on. Multipolarity is moving on. De-dollarization is moving forward. There was an interesting statement by the external affairs minister of India uh, who said that he was 100% confident that India will get a permanent seat at the UNSC Security Council, but that it won't be easy. So again, some of the aspirations of India, that's um, interesting. And some interesting Financial Times articles have been coming out, one from yesterday. McKinsey-led think tank advised China on policy that fed U.S. tensions. A few people have mentioned before these think tanks like McKinsey, um, they form a core group of the globalist um, power elite system. I think for you know people, Willem Engel, who I've interviewed, uh, Dutch activists, has pointed out, like the Dutch government, they received their COVID orders, I think, from like groups, these consulting firms like McKinsey. And no one talks about them. They're really behind the scenes. But convergence, you know, when I read this article by Financial Times, I think of convergence where... The goal is to basically bring about a world government and bring together U.S. and China and and form this sort of world oligarchy. And it seems like McKinsey is sort of ass assisting that uh, along. Hey, here's another under, under the radar story from NBC News. Colorado Springs hospitals and FBI work on the emergency preparedness with bioterrorism exercise. Again, they're simulating a bioterror event. Um, and they said that basically during the simulation, um, what had happened, um, that uh, hospital staff had patients come in suffering from symptoms that would be... They, they changed this article again from the time it says last updated. Anyways, they, they were simulating um, something. Yeah, people getting... Uh, they, I, I, I can tell you it's it's weird how they change this stuff now. Total Orwell, um, yeah. So anyway, the point is that they're simulating this bioterror stuff. And ro Rock and Roll Rolling Stone published an article about how you should you should still be wearing face coverings. It's Rolling Stone um, for you, and you've got farmers protesting in Brussels spraying liquid manure at the EU. Uh, excellent. Excellent stuff. And more propaganda from Financial Times. Fewer trips, fewer planes, business travelers rethink old habits. Again, telling you not to travel uh, anymore. And Telegraph talking about why the world stopped having sex. And so basically, don't procreate. Just, you know, brave new world. All that sort of stuff. Uh, so fun headlines. If you've got a suggestion for a possible guest that, you, that you'd like to hear on TNT, or perhaps you have a topic you want us to discuss, uh, we are all... Ears, simply complete the suggestion form on the TNT website or message any one of us presenters. We've each got a contact form. Help us make a difference on today's News Talk TNT. It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. Vilifying MAGO is just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. According to a new report, some Democrats are purportedly conspiring to block Donald Trump from the White House if the Supreme Court doesn't rule him constitutionally ineligible. 
and exactly how they plan to do so is so in your face hypocritical the dems just might be crazy enough to do it here with the story joining me once again tnt news producer adam clark codename ruckus Thanks, Avori. Uh, you know how we talk about the geopolitical affairs and the tensions rising uh, with the party that's trying to get started out there, the, the World War III? Sometimes I get the feeling they're trying to do the same thing here domestically, and they're just willing to do anything, say anything, plan anything. <sighs> no, it all nothing's off the table here, as long as we can get everybody to just be mad at each other. This is a wild idea, and I just... I don't even want to report it because just this whole concept is dangerous. But here's what happened. The Atlantic on Friday published an article explaining, quote, how Democrats could disqualify Trump if the Supreme Court doesn't, end quote. Their plan? Well, if the Supreme Court does not give, quote unquote, clear guidance, i.e. the outcome that the Democrats want, uh, according to the Atlantic, then, quote, House Democrats suggest that they might not certify a Trump win on January 6th, end quote. Yeah, you heard correctly here. Some Democrats are planning, allegedly, to do exactly what they claim Trump tried to do on January 6th. Remember, that's why we call it Jan 6th, right? To block the certification of a presidential election, i.e. an insurrection, right? Uh, wow. Earlier this month, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in Trump versus Anderson, the case stemming from the Colorado Supreme Court's having ruled Trump constitutionally ineligible for the presidency. The justices appeared highly skeptical of the case and could rule unanimously in Trump's favor. But what if the court does not address Trump's eligibility specifically? Well, according to an argument from The Atlantic, that could lead to a quote unquote constitutional crisis. Mm -hmm. In that case, from quoting from The Atlantic here, quote, Democrats would have to choose between confirming a winner many of them believe is ineligible and defying the will of voters who elected him. Democrats have a serious chance of winning a majority in Congress in November, even if Trump recaptures the presidency on the same day. If that happens, they could have the votes to prevent him from taking office, end quote. They went so far as to speak with top House Democrats who, in the Atlantic's words, quote, would not commit to certifying a Trump win, end quote, absent of a specific ruling on Trump's eligibility. Democratic Representative Adam Schiff said, quote, that would be a colossal disaster. We already had one horrendous Jan 6. We don't need another, end quote. Aha. Uh -huh. Neither Schiff nor Representative Jim Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina, nor House Major uh, Minority Leader, excuse me, Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat, committed to certifying Trump's potential victory if the Supreme Court does not rule directly on Trump's constitutional eligibility. The Atlantic, for its part, tried to lighten the weight of the hypocrisy. Uh, <laughs> The, the publication said, despite having, quote, left open the possibility of challenging a Trump win, uh, Democrats, quote, shuddered at its potential repercussions, end quote. Moreover, the Atlantic suggested that if Democrats challenge a Trump victory, it's somehow different. 
Uh, Here's another quote from the article from The Atlantic, quote, as Republicans are fond of pointing out, Democrats have objected to the certification of each GOP presidential winner since 2000. None of those challenges went anywhere, and they were all premised on disputing the outcome or legitimacy of the election itself. Contesting a presidential election by claiming that the winner is is ineligible, however, has no precedent, end quote. Uh, Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat, uh, says uh, to the Atlantic uh, of not certifying a potential Trump victory, quote, we might just decide that's something we need to prepare for, end quote. Wow. Uh, What a giant slap in the face to all of the folks that, uh, you know, got caught up in that Jan 6 thing four years ago. Yeah, Harvori. What do you think about this? Yuri was right. Subversion. Bezmenov, Yuri, Yuri Bezmenov, you know, what, what you're talking about just made me think uh, the, the clip I saw just a while ago of apparently the socialist revolution, the revolutionary communists of America are forming a party. Um, they launched a rally uh, and they've been, they were walking around downtown Brooklyn um, saying the communists are here waving the communist flag. And it's and then what you're talking with, about what the Democrats are doing. It's basically, um, you know, it's it's that stage that Yuri Bezmenov uh, talks about, right? The normalization stage where they're installing the one-party rule, uh, as as you mentioned, not certify the opposition. Uh, you're even wearing a red shirt for the occasion. I'm, I'm just joking. We got the red, white, and blue. Look at that. Uh, but. Um, yeah, it's just, just just this trend that many people have been talking about from Yuri Bezmenov to today. I mean, I can't believe looking at that clip today of these literally communists, like it's 21st century. They're marching in New York, Americans demanding totalitarianism. Um, Ruckus, I think at this stage, they're winning. I mean, <laughs> we've got Americans saying install communist totalitarianism. I don't know what to tell you. Every day is just keep, keeps um, uh, progressively getting worse, Ruckus. Your, your further thoughts. I really I really think they're really trying to start some some stuff here. They really want people to be so outraged and angry that they're going to pop off. Uh, and I just I don't know if they're waiting. Actually, now that now that I'm looking at it, it seems like they're going to drag this all the way out right up until that final moment. And I mean, what an ultimate what an ultimate disgusting move for them to do. Like what if Trump wins after all he's been through and everyone is so happy and then they do something like this. And it's the exact thing that they accuse the other people of trying to do, except they pretend they can get away with it. There's no way people are just going to throw their arms up and be like, all right, we give up, you win. No, it's on like Donkey Kong and it's not going to be pretty. So just a fair warning. I hope they don't do this. That would be bad. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, they could intentionally not recognize just to, to hope that that galvanizes the citizens to go nuts. But I'm I'm thinking of my conversation last hour with Stefan, um, who also makes the point, we should also be making preparations and not freaking out too much. Like We literally don't know what's going to happen. So either one might win and that'll just be announced and some people get angry, but life moves on as normal. That could happen. Uh, we could have all heck break loose, as you say. But we need to keep a cool head, stay sane, stay happy, make some preparations, observe what's uh, going on, uh, but enjoy those 
Texas barbecues, I think, those steaks. <laughs> and and or whatever type of food that floats your boat, whether it's a salad or a steak. Uh, you know, no foodism, no foodism there. All right. Thank you, Rockets. Catch up with you in a bit. We've got our friend Karen coming back on the program, Karen Hunt of khmezek.substack.com. We'll be right back. TNT's Darren Denslow. A cemetery here in the UK could be extended by 7,000 graves to cope with a rise in deaths and burials during the COVID-19 pandemic. Why we need to suddenly extend that grave now, I don't, the graveyard now, I don't know, Luton Borough Council. So plans were being finalized to expand the Vale Cemetery on Greenbelt land next to the town's existing cemetery in Stopsley. A survey in 2008 found the existing cemetery would run out of space by 2025. In fact, I could carry on going through this article and guess what? It doesn't mention COVID again. It only mentions COVID in the headline and the very first line of this story, which sends my alarm bells off uh, 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 ringing because uh, I suspect it has nothing to do with COVID, but everything to do with an increase in deaths and excess deaths since COVID. Digging deeper with D.D. Denslow on today's News Talk TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking... TNT. Returning to the broadcast, it's been a while. Karen Hunt of khmezek.substack.com. Fantastic Substack. Also on Twitter X at Karen. Karen Elaine Hunt. Uh, last time we spoke, spoke about your father, Dave, who I was a big fan of, and I had no idea I was talking <laughs> to his daughter the whole time. But uh, I think, how are things, Karen? I think you're in a New York state of mind, is it? I am. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm in a New York state of mind. I go so many different places, but I was in California and in Los Angeles area. And now I'm in the New York area outside of New York. It's it's very beautiful here, but also very cold. Let's see, a week ago, I was on the beach in uh, Santa Barbara barefoot. And uh, now I'm wearing my jacket. <laughs> well, not right now, but if I go outside. <laughs> Global global warming, you know, global warming, and, and, and be careful, <laughs> exactly. Governor Hochul. Um, they've got they've you know approved that legislation for the concentration camps. So you know, if they declare some emergency tomorrow, you better I'm, have a plan I'm, B yeah, to get out of New York. This might be right. This might be my last time to say to to let off some steam. <laughs> you you could just go watch Kurt Russell's Escape from New York. I love that film. Uh, yeah, but, that's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, and so you know, you've been writing a lot of great stuff as usual. But I thought I'd maybe I haven't brought this up, but something you mentioned on Twitter X, where you, I saw snips of this. I I couldn't really put my make myself watch the entire interview, but Taylor Lawrence interviews lived with TikTok, 
And you say, you know, this poor woman is so confused by trying to rationalize her stupidity. And, um, I, you know, honestly, uh, how far can you be removed from reality these days? I mean, you're having vice shut down. Like, no one's believing this stuff anymore, yet you, you have people like Taylor Lorenz tripling down. I mean, what, what was your reaction to that? You know, you want to laugh at it, but then you wonder, why am I laughing? Because this isn't really that funny. It's kind of terrifying when you think about it. And and again, I've always said that we live in now in very, you know, we've been putting these sort of prisons by the algorithms. So we tend to really hear echoes of what we believe. And we tend to think that, oh, there must be a lot of people, you know, on board and their understanding and all of that. And then everyone, every so often, you're going to hear this voice that cuts in from the other side. And it's really shocking, I think, for a lot of people, because there are still just, I think, millions, millions of people out there who absolutely believe the the mainstream media and, and, and they're holding desperately onto this. And it was a very funny com- conversation to see uh, the contrast and to see her, as I said, so desperately trying to justify uh, you know, her whole, th- wearing her mask, and then to justify these horrific things that they're, you know, doing to children, the, the trans movement, and the the books that they're allowing, basically, pornography into schools. And, and I was I thought it was interesting where she spoke about, well, you how can you, how can you just deny somebody else's truth? And I think that's sort of the heart of it is that there, there's no more absolute truth so well except there actually is because they're absolutely saying that you must accept this new truth but at the same time they're saying you know you have to deny uh your truth because there is no the truth so this is now the accepted truth and you must adhere to it and and this is very chaotic and very confusing i think for people's minds it's yeah and it's disingenuine and 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 whenever i see these types of interviews i you know i'll have i'll talk to anyone on my show i've had pagans and christians and and marxists and and conservatives and you're i'm always listening from a position of like i want to understand this person i have empathy compassion and when you look at someone like taylor lawrence she's just on the assault uh you know against the libs up TikTok lady i forget her real name but you know, and that just that's telling in and of itself. She, she's not coming from a place like, let me hear what Libs of TikTok has to say, right? Maybe she's got a point. No, it's just full on one way streets um, and, and absolute. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's sad kind of, as you say. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that's further. and that's where the that's where the, the you sense the desperation, because if you did have a sort of a logical, critically thinking type of conversation, uh, it wouldn't go well. So you, so these people cannot, absolutely cannot allow their brains to function on a high level, I don't think. Or it w- they would be hearing things that would totally, they, or they would be thinking things and maybe reaching conclusions that would topple their whole existence. Actually, their whole, I mean, her whole... Um, uh her 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 whole way of earning money revolves around this you know she has to desperately stick to this agenda or she'll you know she'll she'll completely fall so i think that's and that's to me a, a rather sad desperate place to be for a lot of people i think 
It is hopefully um, we see some of that change, but uh, it's it's funny, Karen, that you came on because uh, you know you wrote you write about this. I think you recently wrote uh, "Way of the Warrior," and my guest last hour. I don't know if you know of him, Canadian Stefan Verstappen. He's a martial arts expert, thirty five years survivalist, and so we got two two warriors uh, mm -hmm. on my show um, today. But you've also been writing about uh, maybe to start with the COVID stuff, because you've been looking at the some stuff like uh, RNA, RNA transmitting info inside our bodies. And I've, I've been talking to a few other people like Dr. Joseph Sansone um, and others who are looking into this. Um, you know, have you found anything interesting there lately? Hmm. Yeah, and I think this is another example of how a lot of people who ha have built now a whole sort of a, a, an empire on saying we're winning this war against uh, mRNA vaccines and you know, they have to sort of keep their followers pumped up on this idea that uh you know that that we're that we're winning this and and I I have been writing uh things that are kind of Ex, uh, expose that for not being very realistic or true all the way back to a, uh, an essay that I wrote called um, the mRNA empire which shows how they are built these uh, factories mRNA factories are being built all over the world and nobody is stopping this they're 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 making these vaccines for everything from cancer I mean you have Albert Borla saying with great glee uh, that you know, cancer is going to be rising. You know, they try to find the disease that they can target that's really going to make them the most money. And so rather than, you know, trying to really find solutions to um, to illnesses or what have you, they amplify them actually so that they can find what they would call uh solutions you know which are these mrna and now they they have i wrote an essay about their self-amplifying vaccines which are actually instead of the what they actually do is they're saying they're injecting less of the um less inside of you but it will amplify then it will amplify itself inside of you and it will stay around longer <laughs> and so they're so they're saying that it's safer because they're injecting less into you and yet at the same time these self-amplifying rna vaccines sa rna vaccines are actually going to uh, stay longer inside of your body and they are going to reproduce themselves inside of you now i don't know who would ever want to have that in their bodies or why but they're working on a lot of different different um kinds of RNA vaccines now, not just the mRNA vaccines, and basically to see which ones will, you know, work the best. Um, so the other thing, uh, the other thing is the wildly weird, which I call, and they actually call it this, the wildly weird RNA, which is transmitting information inside of our bodies. They've just discovered this RNA inside of our guts, inside of our mouths, that they don't know what it is. They say they don't know what it is. They've never seen it before, but it's millions of these RNA that are transmitting information inside of our bodies. They don't know what information is it is, but this is exactly what they're trying to do with these RNA vaccines, which is to learn how to transmit information in the best possible way inside of our bodies. So we're all kind of like in a great big petri dish for these people and basically the goal is to find the way 
to take over bodies and transmit information inside of those bodies. Sounds like fun. Uh, I guess yeah. I want. I wonder if they take over my body. Does that mean less work for me? Like, can I just relax? And yeah, I don't know. It's absolute um, insanity. And we'll we'll talk more about this on the other side of these headlines. This is today's news talk radio TNT. Here is the news for TNT. This is James O'Neill. President Volodymyr Zelensky disclosed that 31,000 Ukrainian soldiers have died since the onset of Russia's full-scale invasion two years ago, marking the first official casualty count provided by Ukraine in over a year. President Joe Biden is set to meet with four congressional leaders at the White House on Tuesday to discuss passing an emergency aid package for Ukraine and Israel to prevent a government shutdown next month. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We're talking to Karen Hunts of khmezek.substack.com. Follow her Substack and on Twitter, Karen Elaine Hunt. And... You know, it's interesting. We got to pay attention to a lot of these developments. And I subscribe to this biodefense newsletter. Uh, and a few, I, I picked out a few interesting stories. One of them was that they were running a bioterror simulation. I think it was in Colorado. I can't recall. The FBI and local local hospitals uh, were, again, they mimicked um, some poisoning of, of so, again, something related to cows and people. And so, we gotta, you know, we gotta be paying attention because they're running these simulations now of what they're planning. But also, um, Rand's corporation published something about synthetic um, viruses. That again, how they're messing with these synthetic things. I don't even know what you want to call them, but I think they they can have an effect, or they can can be used as the pretext to again carry out martial law um but uh, and other stories that i'm reading you know vietnam just said they're gonna make mandatory their digital id which will include your dna like your blood record uh and so they're, they're putting together gattaca they're putting together the biosecurity states on top of what you're saying and the cancer vaccines right the same day king charles iii was they announced he has some type of cancer mm -hmm. they announced the uk cancer vaccines and i'm like even putin said this so people who don't want to believe it, but Putin came out a week or two ago and said he was raving about the Russian cancer vaccines. Again, I'm not buying it. What what are they doing? What are they doing to us? Any any further thoughts? And again, uh, there's a lot of people who have really jumped on this COVID, and and I know that I'm sh I have no doubt that the vaccines cause damage and all of that, but they tend to throw it all on also on the vaccines but we have to remember there's so there's so many things that are influencing our bodies not to least of all what we're doing right now uh, you know uh, the waves that are being um, transmitted all around us at all times are affecting our bodies uh, we have microplastics that are found in our in our blood in our brains uh, they have found it now layers upon layers down into the earth where it shouldn't even be, but it just seeps into everything. So so all of this is affecting our bodies, our brains. Uh, and, and, and we were just talking, you know, in that little break about people being so ill. And this is a lot of the reason why. So, so the more that they 
I don't think they really care about all of that. Whatever it is that they're trying to figure out by making us sicker, by experimenting on us in the ways that, that, that they do, um, I, you know, they, they don't seem to think very long term about these things or how it might even actually end up affecting them as well. <laughs> so, yeah, th 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 that's what I've been wondering. Uh, also, you know, maybe for certain bioweapons, they might have antigens, but uh, for others, I would think, I mean, they're they're meddling with the forces of nature, mm -hmm. too. So, I mean, this is total Frankenstein territory on all levels. You know, we can talk about geoengineering. We can talk about RNA uh, in, in injections. Um, have you ever thought about, like, how do you escape this? And I, I met some funky people. I was at Anarchapulco recently, and there was one dude who says, this stuff's already deployed. It's in your DNA, this and that. And I'm kind of like, you know... I kind of don't quite think so, but some of it might be in the process. Did you ever worry about how to like protect yourself from this no, I'm, new? I'm too old, tech? so I'm <laughs> too old. But I worry about my grandchildren and you know those who come after. Um, but you know, it's a really interesting thing, and there's other things I wanted to say. But then I just remembered um, these wolves of Chernobyl. Have you heard about them? Um, that uh, okay, so there's these wolves that live. Uh, in near Ch Chernobyl, and they've act, their bodies have actually been adapting to the to the radioactivity. So I do wonder crazily sometimes if our bodies will also start adapting. Who knows? We don't we don't really know. Um, and because I mean, if we are to survive through all of this, I don't think it's going to stop. It's either going to destroy everybody or they're going to find some breakthrough that will. But I really don't think they're going to do that. I, I you know, as a Christian and all of that, I, I really don't think that that can happen. But, um, but it is possible that there are people who will start being able to adapt or overcome this. Just you know, sort of survival again. You know, a bit of survival of the fittest. Um, but I, I mean, that that's all. In the meantime, it's going to cause so much destruction and so much havoc, and it already is. There, there's so many crazy things I've been writing about uh, space. I mean, they want to, you know, test their drugs in space. They want. I mean, it, it, it's such an insane madness, and they don't even see that. You know, they, they've already. They're already. They are polluting our Earth. They're polluting us, and now they are. They they are moving on to polluting the, all of the space around us, and they don't seem to understand that they are doing that yeah i mean the the i forget the term that they have especially like in space with satellites and all all other sort of stuff and you know you, you talk about elon musk and again this guy he just announced that um what did he say he was going to do with twitter x now not just i mean there's payments there's uh, f phone calls now email so Twitter X is not yes, going to have email, email. Uh -huh. and it's it's literally in front of our eyes becoming the Chinese style WeChat, which is the basis for a social credit um, system. And you know, I had on Martin Armstrong a few weeks back, where he he and a few others have said the way they're going to roll out CBDCs in the West is um, through these private type systems. Because in China, you can just do it. It's it's one. It's you know it's an authoritarian system. In the West, we got the Constitution, so we're going to you know work with private tech to build all that stuff out and uh you know your further thoughts on our roll into slow roll into uh dystopia 
I think that, yeah, they have to do that. They have to make it appear in the West that there's sort of some sort of competition between these different sides so that you have a, an idea that you have some sort of free choice that you can choose. Like you would go into the market and choose one cereal over another, but they're both actually made by the same company and they already know how your mind thinks. So they know who's going to pick this type of cereal and who's going to pick pick the other one. Um, I, you know, I, I think that there, I, I believe that, Young people are going to find ways to combat this uh, rebel in ways that we can't even imagine now. In the future, this will be their, their whole language. They will be living in this world that we can't even imagine what it will be like. And they will find their, their ways inside, of, maybe even inside of these machines, connected to these machines, they will find ways to rebel. Um, I wanted to go back to what you were talking about, uh, the DNA. Um, you know, this is why DNA, and I've written a lot about this over the past two years, how DNA is the new, is the gold. Everybody wants your DNA. There's, uh, you know, these companies are collecting massive, massive amounts of DNA. Obviously, they're not going to let loose some sort of a, some sort of a illness that could affect them. So through this collection of DNA, they want to figure out again, this is another way of of injecting the, this these this RNA into the body in various different ways they can do it to find out uh, certain people of certain to find the people that they want to target with certain illnesses to find the people that they want to target with certain genes to find the people that they want to target you know to make them perhaps even more intelligent the people that they want to repress so these are all things that they are trying to do um, you know, to, to with, with these with bioweapons, they're not going to just release it on everyone. I, that's why I don't think that co that COVID was was that, unless it was some sort of a, an accident. But even so, looking at it, I don't know that it was. But I think it's one step in that direction that they're trying to figure out. Yeah, I mean that just what what you said sort of made it click for me as well. Where whereas if it's some sort of new synthetic DNA type thing technology right that they throw at us um they can uh, calibrate it to affect more of a certain population than um another or even down to certain families um, and, and, and genes I, I don't know and then that way they'd be able to target which portions of the planet um and instead of you know as you've mentioned even putting themselves at risk it's it's crazy i think also part of this is their search for immortality and so they're trying yes. to gather data and throw that into a, the, their ai so they can hopefully get you know it can put together the uh, elixir of, of life or, or something um i think that's also part of their plan and you mentioned uh, as well about you know you not worrying so much because you're older i was listening to an interview with ed griffin recently creature from jekyll island who's 93 uh <laughs> and they were asking him if he uh um if he was afraid that they might come after him for the stuff that he's publishing and i'm just thinking at age 93 i'd be kind of like i, I don't care anymore <laughs> it's um, kind of freeing <laughs> it, it 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 is and um do you think do you think they might you know we, we've seen tedros the terrorist as i like to call him of the 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 who recently and justin trudeau start complaining about conspiracy theories so it seems like they're kind of getting annoyed with some of us who are talking about this stuff and and more and more people uh seeing through their lies do you think um 
What do you think is on the road uh, ahead that we maybe should be thinking about that might, they might throw at us? Well, I think, as you said, the the digital IDs and all of that, as an example, I went to, when I was moving from uh, Phoenix to Los Angeles, I had to rent a U-Haul truck and I, I could, uh, to put some stuff in storage. And I could not rent that truck unless I had a phone. Everything was done on my phone. And I, and I asked the guy, what would happen if I didn't have a smartphone? And he just looked at me. He was like sitting back there doing absolute, just nothing. He just looked at me and goes, then you wouldn't be able to rent the truck. You know, duh. And so it really, wow, it really hit me that some, just something like that, eventually you will not be able to be a part of society unless you buy into this. So even, you know, and, and people do little by little, like we do little by little uh, buy into it. And in ways that we, you know, we justify to ourselves. I mean, it's a very unusual person who's living off the grid. If you want to have a job, if you want to have a job, you cannot have a job without, you know, be, being a part of all of this. And with, you know, with, with Elon Musk's Neuralink, it's it's insane that people think he's the greatest thing ever. That really baffles me when he literally has made no secret that he wants to connect everyone to the machine. That's what he wants to do with you know by, I mean by drilling a hole in your brain and putting implanting this device inside your head to the point where at one point how will you know whose thoughts are your own you know at, at a certain point so I, uh, yeah i just can't <laughs> believe anyone would and even entertain that for uh, a moment and i know what you say about smartphones even i was traveling here to mexico recently you know I, you use a hotel or airbnb and it's like there's issues, there's problems I was having. And it's like, they only communicate through WhatsApp. And I'm like, I don't even have that on, on my phone, you know? And it's just like, it's, it's, it's getting more difficult to resist the cyborg theocracy. It's time for our break. Uh, again, the website, Karen Hunt's website, khmezek.substack.com. -E Karen Elaine Hunt on Twitter X. We'll be right back. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. The United States has really been sold a bill of goods. And I've talked about this several times. I've talked about the people that are running this country are literally bullying the United States. And it's hard to believe that the American people actually let them get away with it, except that if you watch, let's say, Jesse Waters' prime time sometimes, and you see the man on the street interviews, you realize these people, and they're all voting, know nothing about what's going on. Or maybe even less than nothing, if that's possible. Now, it's fascinating. We talked about the coal plant issue a couple of days ago. How have carbon emissions changed since 2000. China is up 208%. India is up 158%. Other countries are up 53%. The US is down 10%. Europe is down 16%. Now, here is the question. How is the United States letting these other countries get away with it? And it's kind of simple to understand that the complacency and comfort of the capitalist system and freedom that has developed in the United States 
is building the road it's riding to its own death. Why? Because they're allowing our leaders to simply do whatever they want to do while other countries get away with it. And you want to know something? I don't have anything against China and India for trying to improve their way of life. But why is it the United States and Europe are committing suicide? This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. We are for pets. We do anything for them because they do everything for us. We are for people, for those who love pets unconditionally. We are for good, from adoptions and veterinary care to disaster relief and fighting pet hunger. We stand together to create a better world for pets and families in need. We are PetSmart Charities, for pets, for people, for good. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Karen Hunt, khmezek.substack.com. And, you know, you're talking about smartphones. You've written about that, I think, in the past. And, and a few others, uh, Simon Elmer out in the UK, who does great work. Um, I think the smartphones are the key, uh, you know, if we could get rid of those. But they're, again, they're making it so difficult to function without one, wherever you are, Mexico, Europe, um, Central Asia, where you can't bank anymore without it. You, you can't do anything. Uh, and basically, I guess the other option is to go full off grid and have everything you need in some rural part uh, of the world. And now they're... I don't know if you've seen, you've probably seen the footage of the Apple, I think, what do they call the vision? Um, Mm -hmm. You get Neuralink, you get the app, like people literally walking about outside with these things, with the the matrix stuff on their head. Um, And even well-meaning people that I meet in the dissident community now are openly saying how they are into biohacking and transhuman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, I think you've also mentioned the Mammies, mainstream alternative media, how some of them are pushing, uh, you know, falling for the Kool-Aid. And so, you know, any any other thoughts on this uh, transhuman tech and where we're going? Well, as you were saying, I think the, it's the, the ultimate goal. It always brings you back to immortality. We Every road seems to come back to uh, end there or begin there and it's not transhuman it's posthumanism and this is the goal of I think of all these uh, uh, big guys uh, billionaires or whoever whoever they are I mean imagine if nobody has ever had as much power as these people have today and if you think about what happened with even with COVID with the vaccines how they covered the entire world with that they they were injecting the entire world all at the same time with the same thing i mean this is a, an incredible achievement for them uh and people say it wasn't a success but i actually think it was a success for them uh, as a first move and but imagine if you have everything everything on earth you could possibly imagine but you're still going to die uh that and i also think that when steve jobs died of of cancer that was a huge big wake-up call for everybody else it's like i actually really think that that they were thinking wait a minute this could happen to us we better get really busy trying to make it not happen and so i think that's that, that that's the ultimate goal it always has been the ultimate goal for for humans to try and not have to die 
and um, and I think that's where everything is heading. And that's what it made me think. What well, what you touched on, I thought about that today with the news this morning. Maybe get your thoughts as well. Um, at the death of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, uh, Jacob Rothschild, uh, age oh, yes. eighty-seven. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's look, kind of looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, and, and um, but you know, he passed, and that just kind of makes you think. You know, I think we also spend too much time worrying about Soros, Gates, and Schwab because mm -hmm. the, at the end of the day, the king and the pawn. You know, us pawns, them kings, they all go into the same box, and they're going to stand in that same line. Um, in eternity and so they're just mere mortals and you know there's some interesting stuff people were pointing out in the obituary for rothschild that he was instrumental in establishing like the israeli courts you know his forefathers establishing israel and so there's a lot of just fascinating history there but any thought when uh you saw rothschild kick the bucket uh well not that much because i mean he's 96 years old and Anybody that lives that long, it's you know you have to figure it's time for them to go, and they and I I don't know these people personally, so but these the, these are very very powerful people. I've met some powerful people in my life, and you don't get to that position without making a lot of compromises. Uh, you're anyone at that position is not actually you know I don't think they're they they can be called a very nice person but I don't think us as normal human beings can even imagine or understand what it's like to be those people but they definitely their way of achieving their immortality this is very old school I think in a lot of ways is you know they pass that on generation to generation and they've made sure that their uh, that their dynasty is uh, very secure you know it seems like you know as far as they can think of as forever but i think of people like and i've talked about it i think before you know richard wormbrandt <laughs> you know these people we have to we, we're so focused on what success means in this material world but but this is not what real success is and i always try to imagine like if you were to put you know richard wormbrandt and maybe people don't know who he is, but he suffered. Uh, he he is a very well-known uh, Christian Jewish Christian who was imprisoned in Romania and suffered a lot, and wrote these incredible books about his experiences. And I met him personally as a friend of my father's. But if you put him up against next to, let's say, um, Elon Musk. <laughs> or Jeff Bezos, and you had these, I, I imagine them looking at each other in the eyes, whose eyes would fall? You know, and I know it wouldn't be Richard Wormbrandt's, you know, for, for, because his, you know, his faith, what he believes is not of this world. Nothing, there is no fear inside of him. You can feel the fear from our politicians. You can feel the fear from these extremely successful people their fear of death and um and so you know and so i think we need to remember that this is not what real meaning and purpose and joy and fulfillment is about so in a sense we shouldn't really even worry about these things it's interesting to talk about it and, and everything but ultimately in the bigger picture all of this will just pass away um, you know, we could just end it right, right there, but we got a couple of minutes, uh, left and, you know, I, I totally agree with you and that kind of, um, 
adds to what my guest first hour Stefan was saying like you know just stops listening to even to alt media today and just you know um get involved in your community enjoy nature art uh, and I've been saying that stuff for a while um as well and you know any thoughts you know you're in the US um you're roving around the US you know any other thoughts on things that that, that are interesting for you or you know I um what's happening in the US it seems like things are slowly accelerating the migration stuff um and again it's not surprising where we're headed I feel like we're going to this sort of um low-key Mad Max Blade Runner type dystopia you know breaking down the middle class bringing in seven plus million migrants um you know any, any thoughts uh regarding what's happening in America these days well definitely the closer that we get to the elections the more violent and chaotic the world and the United States will become. And I have no idea what the outcome of that will be. It's so crazy. It's so, uh, you know, so many things could happen between now and then. And I think that, um, there, yeah, there's definitely a, a big shift um, in the world. And um, I think there's a huge, massive struggle for power between light and dark, between, you know, good and evil. Uh, um, and, and that's really, as I was saying before, at, at the heart of it. Uh, I was living in Costa Rica for a while, about six months, and that's and talking about this, I decided to come back and be in the heart of this rather than to just, you know, I mean, I would advise many people to do that, to get away. But for me, because of what I do, my writing, my spirit, my warrior spirit, I, I wanted to come back here and be in the thick of, of this battle. So so I'm excited to sort of move around a little bit and see what's going on. Um, I'm going to be driving across the country with my son, stopping ver various places in a few months. And then, I'm, as I said, I'm considering going to India. I'm, I'm writing now the story. I'm going to publish the first part of it, and I'm going to publish it in sections of what happened to me, my experiences when I was living in Luxor, Egypt, uh, before the, for, for three years before, the, before COVID. And as you're talking about, you know, living in the world, not in this, in these, in these virtual worlds so that they're trying to trap us into, is very important. Living in the real world, having interactions with real people. Yeah, I try to. When I'm not doing my work, I'm like, I want to get away from this uh, thing, this black mirror, this screen. And um, it's been my dream for so long to do a road trip across. Um, america and two minutes two minutes to midnight in india so are you are you just uh you don't know where you're gonna end up in the future so are you are you living out of a suitcase and i guess you'll be for, for some uh, undetermined amount of time in india i probably go there for like maybe three months or so if i can get out of the country and get back again i have kids i have grandkids i i don't like to go too far away anymore for long periods of time but i do want to make that trip if at all possible uh i'll i'll see how it goes but i i live out of a suitcase when i'm traveling but um but i have kids in uh, i have children in new york grandchildren and and children and grandchildren in los angeles so i go back and forth between those two places no no more phoenix because i don't have any my son is not there anymore he's in new york so i can't bear to be away from my kids so i make sure that i'm able to and i have and now i'm actually going to decide to maybe actually settle down somewhere and and uh but i am i am a traveler i just i i never can actually make that decision i lived like that for a long time when my kids were small when they grew up then i just started taking off <laughs> well well i surely i hope that they don't 
announce disease X and lock everything down while you're in India. Or maybe you'll think that's a good thing. I don't know. It's always great getting an update from you. It happened to me in Egypt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's always great chatting with you, Karen. Dave Hunt's daughter. Um, 30 seconds left. Where do we go to find you, projects um, and whatnot? Yes, you can find me on Substack at Break Free with Karen Hunt on Substack or khmajek.com at Substack. Google me if you dare. <laughs> you can find All right. me. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to some of your more boots on the ground cultural uh, observations and whatnot. Keep up the great work, uh, Karen. I'm signing off. Steve Malsberg is up next.